Hi, everyone. Welcome to Waste 360's Nothing Wasted podcast. On every episode, we invite the most interesting people in waste, recycling, and organics to sit down with us and chat candidly about their thoughts, their work, this unique industry, and so much more. So thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. This is Liz Bothwell from Waste 360, and I'm with Mayor Volanju from Kimberly Clark. Perfect. Welcome, and thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Liz. Thank you so much for your time. So we usually set the stage, and I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and how you found your way to Kimberly Clark. Yeah. So, uh, again, my name is Mayor Volanju. I'm Vice President of Innovation at Kimberly Clark Professional. Uh, Kimberly Clark Professional is a business-to-business arm of Kimberly-Clark, and I've been here for about a year. Uh, One of the reasons that I came to Kimberly-Clark is that their values are actually very similar to mine. I fundamentally believe that we have to leave the world in great shape for our kids and our kids' kids. The vision of Kimberly-Clark is to lead the world in essentials for a better life, and we at Kimberly-Clark have really established some aggressive 2030 goals uh, and that is really to advance the well-being of a billion people, reducing our plastic footprint by 50%, uh, reducing our natural forest fiber by 50%, and reducing water footprint and water stress areas by 50%. Uh, and so as I uh, reflect again on these goals that we have, it really aligns uh, to my personal beliefs and personal value system. Well, I love that you're doing that, and it does align with your personal beliefs. And and with that, I'd love to hear more about the Right Cycle Program. Yeah, the, the Right Cycle Program is a great program, uh, and and what it is, it is a program where we have we sell PPE, which is personal protective equipment uh, that's inclusive of protective clothing, nitro glove, mask, and safety eyewear, and that. PPE helps protect employees that are working in manufacturing environments and other environments at their jobs. And one of the things that uh, we we thought about and actually started about 10 years ago as a pilot is currently, at, or at the time, that equipment was going to the landfills, right? So at Kimberly-Clark, we're saying, well, what can we do about that, right? And so, so we started with the pilot. And what we did is in 2011, we started with 4,000 pounds uh, that we recycled. So we found a partner and we figured out the transportation of how to get it back uh, to um, to a recycling site. And now over the last 10 years, we've expanded that program across uh, Europe and North America to 800 customers. Um, and we've recycled over 670,000 pounds uh, PPE uh, in 2020. And, uh, and and additionally, as we've continued to refine the model, what we found is that uh, when we're working with our customers, they have to sort it and put it into the uh, into pallets to send back. But we were able actually to also employ people with disabilities to help further sort, remove zippers and other parts that can't be is easily recycled, and really then um, you know provide uh, jobs to uh, people in need there, and then also then take that and, and, and then recycle the material with our partners. And, and then the pellets are then converted into uh, products that are sold in the consumer markets such as shelving, totes, and garden furniture. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And I love how you all thought about it 
from start to finish and, and even having people help um, with disabilities. You really thought of it in a circular way. And I can't believe it was 10 years ago. Did it expand due to COVID and our increased use of PPE? It's expanded uh, over time, and I think driven by a, a couple of factors. PPE has, uh, and the need for PPE has expanded uh, uh, tremendously over the last year and a half uh, with COVID. And so, uh, you know, the overall demand for our products has grown, which also then increases the amount that we get to recycle. But it also is being driven by us as well as our customers' goals. So we partner with customers to, you know, let them know about this program, let them know how this helps the environment. Uh, and then a lot of our customers we're seeing also have environmental sustainability uh, on their priority list. And so it helps them achieve their goals. So it really is a win-win across the board. It keeps product out of the landfill. We still provide great products that protect uh, employees uh, of our customers, and it helps the customers uh, achieve their environmental goals. Fantastic. And can you talk a little bit about the process of the program? A lot of our listeners are waste haulers and recyclers and MRF operators, so I'd love to hear from the collection side of things all the way to the pellets and beyond. Yeah, and at our customer site, the, the thing that we ask uh, for our customers to do is to uh, they have to set up within their um, in their workflow separate bins that collect just the PPE uh, that we provide them. And so they do that. We have them palletize it, uh, and then they pay for uh, shipping back to uh, our uh, contact point uh, where uh, it's our sorting center that has uh, the the people I, I mentioned about that have disabilities that uh, that help. Uh, actually uh, further sort, remove the zippers, et cetera. And then we have partners, uh, recycling partners that we uh, have set up in North America and in Europe that, uh, that we work with to provide the, the, uh, the, provide the sorted PPE. And then they take it and they work it through their, their processes then to convert it into, uh, convert it into the plastic pellets that are then sold into the consumer goods market. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And then with a decade behind this program, what other types of statistics are, are you tracking? I know you had an impressive uh, pounds of PPE in 2020. Are you following it from um, sort of a whole historical viewpoint data-wise? Yeah, and, and again, I don't have the, the exact data points, but it's gone from 4,000 uh, in 2011 to 670,000. Uh, pounds. We started about just a several customers in a, in a pilot. We're now up to uh, 800 customers. And as we look forward in the program, right now we have it for, in North American EU, and we're looking at expanding it uh, into uh, potentially other regions, uh, as well as we're continuing to look and add customers uh, within North American EU. And then we're also evaluating what other products uh, can we look at incorporating in the right cycle? Uh, you know, is there a way that we can look at, at towels that are um, being thrown away? Is there a way that we can look at uh, even outside textiles or different, um, different things that we could take and keep out of landfill? So uh, it's grown greatly over the last 10 years. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, hopefully 10 years from now, we're also talking about, you know, the, the same amount or more growth uh, as we continue to expand into different adjacencies and geographies. 
Oh, that would be great. And I'd love to hear you guys ha that you have textiles on, on the radar. Yeah. That's great. Because we see it from the landfill side of things, what an issue that is. So anything we can do to divert that or we're even AI to help sort that would be amazing <laughs> eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the biggest challenges that you have had um, at Kimberly-Clark rolling out a program like this? You know, the, the biggest challenge is, is that, you know, it does take change in behavior about from a customer perspective, right? They have to go in and change their workflow. They have to, uh, and also, you know, people are used to just throwing stuff into one bin, right? And so you have to train the employees to, to, to put stuff in certain, you know, uh, bins so it can be sent back to recycling. And, and we do notice when we send it to, we first um, get product from customers, oftentimes that, uh, in a sorting center, we do notice that it has impurities, right? And so we'll work together with the customers in order to make sure that we get it as pure as we can coming back of just the PPE because, uh, you know, this is the way that it gets recycled is the recycling process. It really needs to be a fairly pure uh, work stream. And I think a fairly pure uh, stream of goods. And I think that's probably the, if we think about circularity, in general, uh, I think that the biggest challenge I see across the board is how do you pre-sort as best you can beforehand, and then and then it's the reverse logistics and setting that up in an economical way. Sure, that makes sense. I feel like that's always the case to make these succeed, right? Yeah. So, is this a bigger piece of um, Kimberly Clark's larger sustainability goals, and and what do those look like? So the largest sustainability goal, so this is a, a piece of it, right? So we're looking, um, we have a variety of goals. Uh, one of them is to reduce our plastic footprints by 50%, uh, reduce our natural forest fiber by 50%, and reducing water uh, footprint by 50%. So we have a variety of different initiatives that we're doing to uh, reach the goal. So for example, for KCP, 100% of our North American grid electricity is offset with wind farms in Oklahoma and Texas. We're looking at recycled fiber content. We already use 67% uh, of uh, our fiber is recycled, and we're continuing to look at other uh, ways to increase that. Uh, we have programs and initiatives beyond right cycle, uh, looking at how do we how to use more bio-based plastics versus oil-based plastics, right? And so looking at different type of uh, inputs uh, where we can still provide the great products to our end users uh, that allow their lives to be better on a daily basis, uh, but doing it in a way that we continue to have environmental uh, sustainability uh, at the forefront uh, of our thought. That makes sense. And that those are those are lofty, but sounds like achievable goals. Yeah. We actually are the management team uh, next week is getting together for multiple days, right? CEO uh, down and and we we're talking about, you know, sustainability, environmental impact, what type of initiatives, what type of resources to, to get there. Because, you know, the great thing from the leadership of the company, it's not a, hey, we have to grow our business um, versus we have to be sustainable. It's an and. It's like we need to grow our business and we have to do it in a very sustainable way that leaves uh, the world in a better place, right? And that is the that is the um, the mentality of the leadership team, which I think is fantastic. Oh, that is because it has to come from there, right? In order for it to go down, um, I think that's fabulous. Now, do you think a program like uh, like like this one could 
move to consumer side of things or is it just more sustainable on the B2B side because it's a captive audience and um, they'll know how to ship back and all of that? What are your thoughts on that? I think there's potential to move to the consumer side. I think that it'll take steps, right? And so uh, we are, you know, we, we're talking with other large retailers that they get returns and uh, of different products. And so if a consumer returns things to a center, is there a way that that can be a collection point to then uh, feedback into the uh, in, into the reverse logistics, right? I, I think that the biggest challenge on the consumer side is how do you set up those collection points on the reverse logistics uh, to be efficient and also to have as pure of a stream. So it, it'll take um, a, a an amount of uh, change from the consumer perspective. But you know, I look at stuff where I know there's retailers that have. A, that collect batteries or light bulbs, right? So there, there's reverse logistics are starting to get set up for separate industries, right? So over time, I think this is something that, you know, I often talk to the team about circularity, right? And, and you know, the, it, I think it'll be an unlock for circularity over time as, uh, as, as these reverse logistics get set up, but it will take time and effort and change the behavior from a consumer perspective. Definitely. And it's it's always the case. I know we talk about recycling a lot on this show and, and in our articles, and it's one of those things without the accountability of the consumer, us, and also uh, the, the, not just wanting it, but actually doing it, right? So um, yeah. bringing all the stakeholders together is important. That's awesome. So what's next for Kimberly-Clark around this program and, and um your sustainability goals. Yeah. So, so what's next uh, is I think with with Right Cycle specifically uh, is we, we are looking, you know, expanding the customer base in North America and in, in Europe, and we're looking at uh, what other geographies uh, we should be setting this up in. And then secondarily, we're also looking at the products, right? So, so right now we are set up to do PPE. Um, so in terms of the uh, right, the clothing, nitro glove, mask, and safety eyewear. And we're looking at uh, piloting uh, towels, right? And so how will we set that up? We're looking at that in, in Europe. We actually have a, in Latin America, we, we call it the dispenser hospital, where instead we take the dispensers that have come off the wall and we look at how do we refurbish it and get them back in the market uh, versus uh, throwing away and creating a new one, right? So we, we have a variety of different uh, programs that we have underneath this right cycle umbrella. Uh, and I think, again, it'll continue to expand as we continue to do pilots uh, in in different um, uh, product categories. Uh, and, and then I'd say the other big thing that, uh, and sorry, one other thing that I forgot to mention is we are looking at, at the textiles. As you said, textiles is a, uh, is a big uh, problem, textiles going to landfills. Uh, and so we, we've started some uh, work looking at textiles and how we can look at taking that and put that into our our products. Right, it is complicated. Back on the uh, as we talk about the reverse logistics specifically on uh, sorting out the different types of textiles. Right, there's uh, you know the, all the different colors are coming in. Then you have uh, buttons and zippers and a variety of different things. So so figuring out those reverse logistics will be key. Uh, I think there might be a couple of streams of the textile waste that we could. Uh, work with uh, sooner, but we're looking at uh, we're spending a good amount of resources uh, uh, on that as well as then 
looking at uh, alternative fibers and, and how do we think about uh, other fibers that could uh, be put into our products. Oh, that's exciting. There's a lot on the horizon. Yeah, it's very exciting. Well, and I, I love the way that you view things. Um, it sounds like also, you know, personally, right, this is um, a big passion of yours. If what, what does circularity mean to you, really? What would be sort of an idea, ideal scenario for us to get to, even in an ideal world? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's true. So circularity means that we're able to, to take less out from the earth, right, and more we can uh, use earth and then we can replace the stuff that we use, right? And so, you, you know, if I look at Actually, you know, earlier in my career, I, I've worked on a variety of sustainable initiatives. In college, I was uh, uh, started out my passion for sustainability was looking at uh, creating a hybrid electric vehicle as part of the, the future car team in Michigan. And then I, I worked at um, a company called Tetra Vitae Bioscience, which was about creating a, um, a bio-based butanol. And, uh, and so, you know, it really has been a, a, on the forefront of my thinking uh, for most of my career. But, you know, for, so for me, it's, again, how do we take the, uh, how do we not extract stuff from the ground? How do we take stuff that can be replaced and then make it as circular? So our, we put it into a product and then we take that product back and then we create from that product a different product, right? And how do we have that loop continuing to go on uh, from a, a, um, a closed loop process? Yeah, that sounds perfect to me. I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> <laughs> so how can listeners get involved with the Recycle Right program or learn more about the process? Yeah, so so um, to, to learn more about it, I think that, so our website, uh, Kimberly Clark Professional, uh, if you go to it, you can look at the Right Cycle as a way to, to put your your name in and uh, and if you're interested actually in signing up from a end customer perspective, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, we'd love to, uh, to to tell you more about the program and any detail that you would like. Uh, but but going on the website and putting the contact information in and uh, and then you know we'll have you talk to a salesperson and get the process started. Oh, that's great. And then are you finding that your program is inspiring others? Do you get calls uh, for to share your knowledge about this? Well, we, we get calls. So there's a variety of customers, right? And, the, and customers will talk to other customers, right? There's, uh, uh, and and oftentimes, it, you know, word of mouth is, is great here. We, we do uh, business um, with uh, Sierra, Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, University of Cincinnati, Bell Resorts, Dallas Zoo. So a lot of you know high-profile uh, companies are using this program, and they're looking at uh, and so and the they they talk to other uh, companies that are in the similar space of how they're meeting their environmental goals, and you know, they'll talk can talk about the program. That that referrals always help. Oh, that's great. Good. Um, because again, I'm just, I can't believe it's been around for 10 years and I see these box programs. I just love how it's integrated into your business process. I think that's a fabulous way to do it. And then any advice for folks on the line who want to get started um, with their own type of program? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, right, if, if there is, I think what we've learned is uh, it's hard to think through all the stuff you don't know as we go into it. So. 
uh, I think that, you know, whether it's joining right cycle or if you want to start your own program and something else, it's, you know, how do you pilot it and, you know, just start digging in right away and, and testing and learning to pilot it will, and then, uh, and, and then continue to refine versus trying to, uh, I feel like sometimes in, uh, over my career, I've been in times where overthink the things and try to draw it out fully end to end where it's almost impossible to do that right away. So I think that that test and learn uh, mentality and trying and then taking that learnings and, and improving it is a, is a great way to go. Oh, definitely. That's such good advice. And anything else you want to share before I let you go about your busy day? Oh, no, uh, it's been uh, great talking to you, Liz. Just thank you uh, so much for, for your time. I love uh, uh, everything that you're doing and all everything that you are bringing to light in the marketplace uh, across a variety of industries. Uh, uh, I listened to several podcasts this weekend, and, and I think you're just doing great work that is so impactful. Uh, so, but thanks again for, for having me and, and Kimberly Clark, you know, we're really here to make the world a better place. And so uh, excited for the future uh, that we're doing. And we've set up some really uh, big goals, uh, but I have uh, full belief that with the leadership team and the support of uh, our employees, as well as that, most importantly, the support of our customers and consumers, we will get there and we really will leave. You know, I start out with, in my mind, leaving the world in great shape for our kids as well as our, our kids' kids. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. And you're working your way toward that. So thank you for doing that. All right. Well, well have a great day. Thanks. Okay, you too. Bye. Thank you for listening. It would mean the world if you would take a moment to rate or review this podcast. And if you share it with us, on one of our social networks, we are giving out some fun, nothing wasted podcast swag. So just tag us and see what you get. Thanks so much.